This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwena Lakeland. And I'm Tori Phantom. This episode is dedicated to every parent who is hoping their kid has a better relationship with their body than they have with their own. And to all the folks who are learning about food and feeding on hard mode. This is resuming a conversation we had last week. So if you haven't caught part one of this episode, go back and listen to that one before you come to this one. That's going to provide a lot of context for where we're going in this episode. Let's start the timer. Okay, so we left off at how do we help our kids understand their relationship with food? Essentially, we grew up in the 90s, and we Mm -hmm. are both recovering from the worst body image marketing campaign in the history of mankind. And I include the time that we thought tight pulling waists was important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) it's, It's such an interesting thing, isn't it? I think that's, for me, been one of the most challenging parts of parenting, not in the way that it's hard to not project that onto them, but to really unpack Mm -hmm. what all was put into my head, what I was subjected to during Mm -hmm. the years I was developing by media, by adults in my life, by my mom. Mm -hmm. And so when I go to my kids about these things, when we talk about food, we don't demonize food. The, Mm -hmm. The only food that is bad is that food that is rotten. Right. The things that are are literally going to make us sick. Undercooked food, mishandled food, rotten food. Right. And so from the youngest age that we would be talking about this, right, because I think that a lot of these conversations we have to continue to have with our kids at an age appropriate level from the beginning. You know, it's not something that suddenly at 10 years old, you're like, listen, let's talk about nutrition. And so from the earliest time when we would be having this conversation, it's that some foods are better for our bodies and some foods are better for Mm -hmm. our minds. And finding a balance of those two things is where health exists. And just like as a person, and one of the things that I'm trying to teach my kids is that balance isn't made in one meal. It's made over Mm -hmm. time. And and that's where health comes from. See, and... I I remember. Let's let's take a trip back at, down memory lane. I remember. Oh here here's here's how entrenched diet culture was. I remember being sad that my family was too poor to afford Jenny Craig. Now Jenny Craig still mm. exists, but in the '90s, it was a subscription meal service. Back in the days before HelloFresh and Green Chef. They would send you pre-portioned, pre-packaged microwave meals designed to help you lose weight. That was that was their whole thing. It was a cal- they would send you a calorie deficit of calorie deficit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and everything like the way they described them, I know now they taste like cardboard. 
they taste and feel like cardboard that they were sending you cardboard food. When I was, when I was little, I was so sad that we couldn't afford Jenny Craig because I was a fat kid. And here's what's fucked up. I have vivid memories of being a fat kid. Like in my head, I was a bowling ball compared to all of my peers. Uh, like, and, and this was in the nineties. So we're talking Kate Moss at Abacus rib stage. Uh, we're talking mm-hmm. pro Anna talk going on, right. going on the heroin, heroin chic. chic models. Yeah. When, when Britney Spears, a few months after having a baby on stage gets body shamed for being thin. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This, this is where we were, you know, in the, in the timeline of history here. I now look back at pictures and I I do that very stereotypical white woman Instagram. I long for the days of being the size I was when I thought I was horrifically fat. I was a size 12, y'all. I was a size 12 and well-proportioned. I'm a little thicker in the hips because that's how I'm shaped. Like, man, if, if having an absolute dump truck of an ass was hot in 99, I don't think I would have half the insecurities I have now. Because I, I had me one, man. You have that uh, Pixar mom butt going on. I, I do. think it's, it's very nice. Today's episode of Childproof is where I compliment Gwenna's butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's, it's crazy, though, because it's when you think about it, right? As a kid, you aren't recognizing how insidious this all is. And I grew up, my mom, uh, and, and my heart really breaks for her now. Um, I have so much empathy. Mm-hmm now as an adult um and that doesn't undo the damage that was caused mm-hmm. but as as an adult like i it makes me sad that she didn't feel like she could have value until mm-hmm. she was skinny in the amount of energy she put into it and so i mean there was the jenny craig and the slim fast and the atkins and the weight watchers and tybo and workout tapes and there's probably eight she tried everything and she just hated herself. And it was so confusing to me because as a kid, you know, you look at your mom and you don't see the size of your mom. It's just your mom. And I never wanted a skinny mom. That never, that wasn't something important to me. I wanted my mom to be nice and, and spend time with me. And she she spent her time uh, hating herself. And that really, that taught me to hate myself. And uh, I was I was a chubby kid. And not, I mean, not real. you know, I was kind of mid-size and because of this, and my mom very much projected those insecurities because she was so afraid that I would look like her, that she would like, I, I have a vivid memory. I'll give you a little trauma dump. I was nine years old and I asked my mom if I could have a cookie and she pinched my belly and said, do you really need one? And it shifted so much, Right. The way my heart just crawled into my throat, and I've already known that story. It's just, it's so hard. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, I don't know that she recognized the damage she was doing. And Mm -hmm. I remember going on my first diet at 11 years old. And it was like this focus. And because of that, it created this horrible relationship with food, my body. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that I still struggle with. I've come a whole long way. But yeah. when I look in the mirror, I'm like, I don't actually know what I look like. Uh, I have to put, put the clothes on. That's good. I That's fine. absolutely <laughs> cannot see bodies in a normal way. Mine or anyone else's. Everyone else has a better body and mine is lacking somehow. 
It's either too much or too little or shaped wrong or moves wrong. Here's how bad it is. I can look at a fellow fat person and go, yeah, they're cute. They're cute and fat. And even the fat parts are cute. They are comfy with themselves. That woman has a belly shaped just like mine. And look at her wearing mm-hmm. those snug jeans. Look at her wearing that crop top that you can see her 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 B-shaped belly through. She looks amazing. Yeah. She's shaped just like me. But me, no. I can't. Mm-mm. That's gross. That's disgusting. It's that insecurity, you know? Yeah. And and it's it's so it's so tricky. And and I have lived in a fat body in a thin body several mm-hmm. times. I've yo-yoed a lot in my life and like the reality is like skinny privilege is so real. It's yeah. it's so real. To to be fair, before the comments start in the comment section, skinny privilege is a thing. Skinny shaming is also a thing. Like two things can be true. So cool it with the skin skinny shaming, with the thin shaming. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, we are. We are just talking about about how insidious the idea that the shape of our body is the most yes. somehow the most important thing. Yes. And it's not. It's it's simply not. And so just looking at, at the way that it has impacted me and mm-hmm. knowing that realistically, we only have so much influence over the shape of our body. And mm-hmm. I don't want to spend my time and energy trying to change it. That's not mm-hmm. an important thing. And of course, that is also spoken from a place of skinny privilege right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can say that that is something that is coming from, that's not something I'm thinking about, right? Because society right. is not telling me my body is wrong. I'm on the other end of the scale, uh, literally and figuratively, in that right now I am told to my face because I'm a presence on the internet you are too much. You take up too much space. You require too much of my eyeballs to see you. And I don't like it. It's stop. So like the, the narrative is constantly, oh, well, you're worthless because you don't, you're not shaped the way I think you should be shaped. The the way my body is shaped, uh, the way the women in my family are shaped and I can Mm -hmm. look at them and there are several skinny ones. Yeah. I'm not going to get smaller than 12. I'm Anything smaller than that, and I'm going to start to look ill. Right, right. And it's it's one of those things is that, like, there is health at every size. Yes. There, the, the size of your body has no... There are health risks at every size. Yeah, absolutely. You look at fitfluencers who are, who are legit in it for good communication. Ben Carpenter, uh, he's one of my favorite fitfluencers. And he says he was at his sickest his most ill, his most unhealthy, when he looked his best. Mm -hmm. Did you know that summer is so close? I've been trying desperately not to think about it. And our kids are going to be home from sunup to sundown for several months. I love them so much. I love spending time with them. I have so many exciting things planned. But we're also going to have a lot of downtime. We need things to do for the rainy day that are going to keep them engaged and help them to be creative. And I found the solution. KiwiCo. Oh, it's raining and gross outside? Cool. Would you like to dig up dinosaurs or build a windmill? Those are the Kiwi kits we have. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where kids build an actual bottle rocket, help to turn outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. We've made the Bottle Rocket and it was incredibly fun. 
you'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com with promo code CHILDPROOFSUMMER. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KIWICO.com promo code CHILDPROOFSUMMER. Once more, KiwiCo.com promo code CHILDPROOFSUMMER. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to stow away those jackets and sweaters and break out the shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Okay, yes, it's time to put away the sweaters unless you married a polar bear. I definitely married a polar bear, and he keeps this house at a number I don't want to say because it's too low. My saving grace is that I get to wear the softest cotton sweater. It's so cool cozy and it's bulky and I love it and I get to use it all year round. Quince sweaters are so good. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com childproof for free shipping on your order in 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping in 365-day returns. One last time, quince.com slash childproof. It just it makes me mad if I'm being honest. The whole the whole thing makes me mad. Uh, and so one of the things that I do with my kids, uh, even when we're just talking about bodies and body neutrality, right? Mm-hmm. Fat is not a bad word at my house. It's not a bad oh. word. It's a neutral adjective. Yep. And it took time to get mm-hmm. there because I think in the beginning of parenting, yeah. it was a word that I shied away from because I remembered as a kid, my mom would look at other people and say, "Do I look as bad as them?" And I learned from a young age that I had to lie. And Mm -hmm. as a kid, before society got all this in my head. Tori, your mom was a fucking gem. (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) But but like I learned I had to give her the answer that she wanted. You know, that was Mm -hmm. important to her. And it was so confusing because, again, that wasn't a thing I valued. It wasn't a thing I demonized about the size of her body or anyone's body. And so when I became a parent, I, I didn't want to use this word because there was so much weight behind it. And yeah. then I realized that it would actually be more damaging to my kids to feel like fat is this word we shouldn't use mm-hmm. because of society's view of the word fat and being fat. So yeah. for us, we very much approach it as a neutral adjective. It's just a descriptor. It took me forever to wrap my head around just the casual use of fat. Because again, growing up in 90s diet culture, it started as a medical term. Fat is a clump of cells storing energy providers. That's that's all fat is. Mm-hmm. And then it started describing the shape of a person rather than a medical function of a part of our bodies. We need fat. We yeah. have to have fat in our diet and in our bodies. When we run out of fat, we're in we bad get places sick. medically. That is bad. <laughs> that is real bad. And 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 different bodies require different amounts of fat. 
Anyway, it turned into an insult. And then it turned into a threat. You're going to get fat if you eat that cookie. Yes. You're going to get fat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we continue to stigmatize it, it, and I'm saying this incredibly carefully, if we continue to stigmatize the word fat, it's going to end up in full-on slur territory. It is not going to have any different weight than an R slur or an F slur. It's just going to be another F slur. And that's unacceptable. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to drive conversations about how much space a person requires in the universe into slur territory. That's and, stupid. And that's the thing. And I think that's why a lot of us hit, like have shied away from using the word fat as if it was mm -hmm. a bad word because yeah. of the negative connotation it holds. But it's it's in taking that back. And, you know, anyone who has seen my social media, you may have seen because Jim is not in my content a lot, but Jim mm -hmm. is a fat man. And mm -hmm. my daughter told me once that she feels sad because it's unfair that she doesn't see more fat bellies because she loves <laughs> daddy so much. Mm -hmm. And because again, it's not a thing that it's like, well, don't, don't say that dad's fat because I know like from talking to him, he's like, I hate when I say I'm fat and people say, no, you're not. And he's like, I've looked in a mirror I, and, and, and that response of like, no, you're not fat. You're beautiful. I didn't say it. I wasn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> Again, and it's the way that these these languages are being mm -hmm. equated and it's it's so damaging. And so I think like that was the simplest thing I could do is to take the power away from that being a, a negative word because realistically, my kids could be fat someday. Yeah. I I don't determine the way that their body is shaped when they're older. They mm -hmm. are hardly going to have influence over it. I want them to make healthy choices with food and that means balance. That doesn't mean no cookies. That just means mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Now, here's a language shift that I have started using with my kids. I, in front of them, do not call myself fat. Even though I am fat, my husband is also fat. We have added a single word into our vernacular to describe the shape and weight of our bodies in that I am not fat. It is not a defining characteristic of me. I have fat. Oh, I like that. It's just one word. I have fat. Right. Now... In adult conversation, I can fully say, no, I'm a fat person. But for the kids, I need them to know that my fatness is not a defining characteristic. It is not a limiter on me right now. And that is not true for every fat person. For some people, their fat is a limiting principle. But where I'm at right now, at my otherwise healthy levels, my fat does not define what I can and cannot do except fitting into clothes with a particular number on them. That's the only limiting factor here for me. And that could change at any point. This is not fat glorification. This is not radical body acceptance. No, no, no. I recognize that I, for health reasons, as I enter my 40s, I could stand to shave this down. I understand that. I understand that better than most other people yeah. who have never lived in a fat body. <laughs> but you, you also cannot hate yourself into change. You, you can't, cannot hate yourself you into improvement. It, it doesn't work that way. You can't hate yourself. If you hate yourself enough, you're just going to hate yourself more. You're not, you're not going to mm -hmm. set, you have to, you have to love yourself. That sounds so cliche, yeah. but like you have to, even if it's yes. not love, like it's that radical acceptance of like, this is mm -hmm. how I am, where I am. And, and I'm not even just talking about like weight loss. That's not what I mean. I just mean right. like in general, you can't hate yourself into changing something. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. So for, so for the kids, when we are talking about weight, or body shape, or body conditioning, or working out, or anything like that, 
we refer to it as I have fat. Mm-hmm. You have fat. Mm-hmm. Abby, who is a cross country runner and shot put thrower and general fitness human being, like runs for fucking fun. Yeah. She has fat. Does she have as much as mom does? No, but she has fat. Yeah, because it's important. That's one of the things that has shifted for me because I've always been insecure about it. And I'm not going to say that I'm not insecure about it now, but mm-hmm. it it changed my viewpoint of my own body. When my kids suddenly one day, one of them noticed that mommy has a soft, floppy belly. Mm-hmm. And for the context there, uh, you know, I've had three pregnancies and I, I did lose mm-hmm. some weight. So I have this very loose skin in my midsection Mm -hmm. and I just tuck it into my pants and go about my day. (laughs) Uh, But I I always really kind of felt embarrassed, ashamed, like I I didn't like it. Right. Mm -hmm. And my kids love it. Like they just love how soft and squishy I am. And it's a thing that they love about me. And while it didn't make me love it about me, it, it made me kind of understand more of like, it's not that important. They don't care. They don't, it's not that deep. I mean, how often am I actually like sitting there looking? No, I tuck it in my pants. I already said that. It's not, it's not that deep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, my son's favorite activity when he's just cuddling with me is I have what's called a B-shaped belly and an apron, which means my lower tummy, uh, where babies were carried is bigger and, and, uh, it's just the way it's shaped, but it is looser than the rest of my abdomen. So my son will put his hand on the lower part of my B mm-hmm. and then just wave it. Yeah. And he'll watch <laughs> how my skin moves in relation to his hand. And the first couple times he did that, I like instinctively just moved his hand away from that because I was mm-hmm. looking at my own body and going, that is disgusting. That's gross. I hate that it does Isn't that. Isn't that so sad that, that we've been made to feel like our bodies are somehow disgusting. flawed because we have yeah. skin? It's anyway, I, I made three children with that pooch. Um, yeah. It's not going away. But the, fir- the first few times he did it, I would pull his hand away. I didn't say anything. I just, it was just a redirect. I just moved right. his hand to my arm and let him it play with my fingers. It showed you you had something or... to kind of unpack and yeah. reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. So and now it doesn't bother me when he does that. It is a comfort thing for him. It is a soothing for, thing for him because mm-hmm. every time we sit in a specific position, there goes his hand on my belly and he's making it wiggle. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. That's my kid with my soft floppy belly, as she calls mm-hmm. it. She loves it. She thinks it's the coolest thing because it's so stretchy. <laughs> spring has sprung and that means it's time for spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, or a flight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all of your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code CHILDPROOF when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to 
start earning cash back and use code CHILDPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code CHILDPROOF. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart, or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Now, here's a thing that I I have really had to work my head around. Yes, I can accept my body for the amount of space it takes, for how much it weighs, how much gravity impacts the form that makes Gwena. Um, I can accept all of those things. But I also would very much like my kids to not have to live life in a fat body <laughs> if I can encourage and motivate them to having a better relationship with food. Because again, we just discussed all the ways uh, my image of my body is fucked mm-hmm. up because of how I grew up. We have not discussed my relationship with food, which is equally as fucked up for the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. But how do I, a fat mom who is admittedly working on it and adjusting her relationship with food and adjusting how she views and appreciates her body, how do I teach my kids to have a better relationship with food where at 40 they don't have to unpack their relationship with fucking food? That's really the challenge, isn't it? And that's a thing where I've had to think on my feet a few times. Because I'm like, you know, they ask questions and it's like a thing in my house is if they're old enough to ask the question, they're old enough for an answer. Even if I have to say, give me a minute to try to figure out how to explain this to you, you know. Uh, But so I would say it's probably a a year or two ago. My -hmm. kid noticed the nutrition label on some snack. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what is I think it was a cereal box, honestly, because she likes the, the games on the back of the cereal box. And she said, what is this? And I said, well, it's the nutrition label. And she said, well, what does it mean? Yeah. And I said, and I realized in that second, I had an opportunity. There are two ways this can go, man. I realized, again, like, again, it was something that I kind of wanted to shy away from because of my own issues. Mm-hmm. But I was like, mm-hmm. no, this is an opportunity. Let's go through this mm-hmm. nutrition label. I said, well, calories, that's a unit of measurement, you know, like inches. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is measuring the energy the food will mm-hmm. give you. It's just a unit of energy. And I said, and carbs, carbs, they kind of help keep you full. And Mm -hmm. they're really good to keep energy in your brain. And fat, fat is so important. And and I said, protein, that's really good for your muscles. Calcium is really good for your bones. And I went through, I Mm -hmm. said, sodium is really important because we actually like all that water we drink. We actually need to have some salt in there too. And then look at all these vitamins that are in here. And okay, well, here's vitamin C and vitamin D that's in the cereal. 
let's what are what are some other foods that might have this in there? And it, yeah. so it was this way to kind of celebrate all of the different things that are in a food that are doing mm-hmm. good things for our body. Now, do I think that's the perfect way? Probably not. But it was the best <laughs> I got. You know, that was, the, that was right. the best thing I could think of in that moment. See, and we do the same thing that you do. We have foods that are good for our body and foods that are good for our brain. And what we're calling foods that are good for our brain are really what most of the worst offenders in diet culture would call junk food, meaning it gives us good feelings in our emotional centers to, oh, I love Chips Ahoy. Oreos are a comfort food. Oh man, Jell-O, it's the best. In that nutritionally, they are- anyone in the history of ever said Jell-O is the best? Listen, you just shamed a whole bunch of Jell-O lovers in our audience. I'm sure people (laughs) like Jell-O. That's fine. I just like the best. That was where I was- a little taken. Look, about. Jello jigglers were life changing when I was eight. Shut up! You walk away <laughs> from the Jello slander. So, but but we we say that foods that are good for our brain are in fact good for making us feel good, and foods that are good for our body are ones that include protein, uh, good fats, and we don't have good fats and bad fats, but for the sake of this episode, good fats. Right. Um, we we know that there are better fats than others. Right. Yeah, um, it's an avocado versus a French fry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, there's a lot of fat in an avocado, but it would be preferable to eat the avocado fat as opposed to the equal amount of fat in French fries. Um, although I love French fries. So it's my favorite food. We <laughs> we it's a whole food group all into its own. Um Honestly. we we're like, yes, sometimes you want to give your brain food that just makes it feel good. That's comfort food. No adult in the world will say you're not allowed to have comfort food. It's junk food. No, it's just food that is comforting, which could also be really good for your body. A comforting mm-hmm. food for me is this There's chicken and diagram. rice dish that has broccoli in it and uh, Brussels sprout shavings. Yeah. It's a comfort food for me. And it's also good for my body. Yeah, I think there's a Venn diagram of it. And it's like, I mean, if you look yeah, at things like a chocolate covered chocolate covered strawberries, the presence of the chocolate does not take away from the nutrition of the strawberry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, that's, I, I feel like there's so much nuance in it. And it's so, like, important to not demonize food. It's it's fuel. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. just like you said, there's foods that are, you know, good for our minds. And so if my kid goes to grab a snack, they want to grab a bag of Cheetos, whatever. Cool. I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. them. I am going to recommend that they also grab uh, yogurt. Because that's protein. Mm-hmm. That's going to keep you full till mealtime. You want a piece of fruit with that we, too? Eat what you want. Add what you need. Add what you need. We are big on a, a rainbow snack is what we call it, even though it's not rainbow. But like if you grab a blue food that's good for your brain, meaning you grab a pack of Chips Ahoy or you grab an Oreo because those are in blue wrappers. I also want you to grab something of the same color from the fridge. So grab a yogurt that comes in a blue container or grab some blueberries because those are also blue. Or we have this, uh, it's weirdly, it's this jello thing, but it is protein jello that I figured out how to make one time. And so I keep those in there. It's jello, but you add a specific type of pea protein. They're kind of tricky to make. I don't make them very often, but every once in a while they're in there. Because we we want a balanced snack. So the Oreo, fine. Nothing wrong with Oreo. Enjoy that little mini pack of Oreos. Uh, also grab some blueberries and maybe a yogurt. Or, you know, have you ever had an Oreo with peanut butter on it? 
Please. You put the peanut butter <laughs> on it and then you put chocolate chips on top of that. Come on. <laughs> now, here, here's an important thing that we do. We don't have dessert that you wait till the end. Because the best way, I, I, I will die on this hill, the best way to combat hanger, meaning they are so hungry, they're getting angry about it, is a mm-hmm. cookie. It's a cookie yeah. because it's a hanger immediate blood sugar requires yeah. brain food. Yes. The 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 meal that we're about to have, the the rest of the meal on the table, that's going to meet your protein needs. That's going to be good for your body. That's going to have the vitamins you need. That's going to have the fat you need. But that hanger that you're so hungry that you're mad and nothing is eat the damn chips ahoy, son. Yeah. If you have a kiddo who's going, there's nothing to eat, and you know you have a house full of food, they're probably in that mode where they are actually just in desperate need of some sort of sugar. And like, so that's a thing that I do in my house, whether it be a granola bar or a banana or a Mm -hmm. cookie. Why don't you munch on that while you look around and see what sounds good? Because while they're eating something, they're also looking for the thing that's going to sustain them. Now, we don't do Mm -hmm. dessert after dinner. Um, Yeah, we do. The treat happens at any random time. We don't do it with. It's just like we're we're just gonna eat the treat when we feel like it. And so that mm-hmm. might be right after school. We're just gonna have a treat. Uh, it might be before bed. It's not a thing that I put on the plate with dinner, and it's not some against that. It's just not something that like I think about. Uh, so for us, it, I mean, one of the things I do while I'm cooking dinner, I have my baking cabinet next to my stove, and there's two bags of chocolate chips mm-hmm. in there. One of them is for baking, and the other one is because when I'm cooking dinner, I just eat handfuls of chocolate chips sometimes. And, (laughs) you know, and if my kid is in the kitchen, like, yeah, you can have some too. It's fine. Yeah. Cool with it. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun. But springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. 
They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. I found a great amount of success, including defeating my kids' amalgamation foods, meaning they don't eat foods that have already been pre-combined. They are Mm -hmm. more willing to do it now, and I do not know if this is a causation or a correlation sort of thing, but they've started helping me cook in the kitchen. A lot of times it's just a stir or a toss an ingredient or a sprinkle sprinkle of a seasoning or something, but I'm getting them in the kitchen. I'm getting them involved in the preparation Mm -hmm. of their food, and I found that if they help me cook a soup and I give them a taste of each little safe-to-eat-before-cooking food, Here's here's a little bit of onion. Oh, that's spicy. Mm-hmm. And here's a little bit of mushroom and here's a little bit of carrot. Now, magically, they know exactly what all these things are and they're willing to eat the things inside yeah. the the general mixture that chicken soup creates. That has helped a bunch. It's also a hassle to get the kids in the kitchen sometimes. Oh, God, yes. Uh, but I <laughs> I will not dare crack an egg myself if my children are home. I will hear about it. <laughs> they get to crack the eggs. That is their thing. They love it. It is so oddly fun for them. That's that's their job. If there is an egg, I better find a kid. Because if I crack it, they're going to find out. <laughs> now, here's here's the other thing we do to help the kids develop a better relationship. Because Jack and I are both fat. It's both internal, personal journeys that we're working on. But we, first of all, no clean plate club. Absolutely not. No way. It's intuitive eating is what I'm trying to teach my kids. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. Mm -hmm. Eat when you're hungry. Stop when you're full. I don't care if you clean your plate, but please clear it off my table. (laughs) Right. Uh, The only other thing I add is it takes approximately... Uh, approximately, do not come at me with the science of the specific numbers, 20 minutes for your brain to understand that there is food in your tummy. So we, I don't care what order you eat it in, eat the, the treat first and then eat all the sides and then be left with the protein. I will point out, Hey, this particular main dish is better hot. So maybe you eat that first, but then after that advice of, hey, this is better if you eat it warm, if you let it cool down, it gets a little texturally weird. Aside from those occasional Mm -hmm. reminders, I do not control what order they, I don't care. And as far as seconds, you need to wait 20 minutes for the main dish, which is most of the time the highest amount of protein and the highest amount of carb on the plate. Wait 20 minutes. If in 20 minutes you are still hungry, absolutely. I got more for you. Well, we'll put a little bit mm-hmm. more on your plate. Eat all the veggies and fruit you want. If you want seconds of fruit and veggies, I'm not going to tell you no on that. Your body will tell you mm-hmm. when you are done. Eat all that. But wait and listen to your body before you get more of the filling, dense, or high-calorie inclusion on the plate. I don't know that I've ever considered like the timing of seconds. Um, mm-hmm. It's very much like I'd, 
I, I just, you want more? Here you go. Uh, but again, I think, you know, we're both informed by our own experiences and our mm-hmm. existence. And so, mm-hmm. and neither, neither of us is wrong. You know, our kids are going to bed with full bellies. That's important. Try to get the kids to try something new, right? Say they did and they said, I don't like it. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not going to make you eat it, right? But probably six months from now, I'm going to recommend you try it again. And I did yeah. that with broccoli <laughs> with my eldest kid for years. Like once every six months, mm-hmm. I, I try. Well, I don't like broccoli. Yeah, I know. But like maybe you do now. And every time she go, all right, like I'll try it, right? Because again, there's no pressure. If you don't like it, she spit it out. And then a yeah. few months ago, she tried the broccoli and she was like, can I have more broccoli? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can have more broccoli. <laughs> well, and then it's the it's the absolute worst when you get those little victories and you're like, Mm-hmm. You sure can it inside. You want to go? The, yeah, fucking yeah. I yes. fucking told you, you little punk ass kid. You can't do that externally. <laughs> oh, you gotta. You just gotta like vibes, calm vibes about it, and match their energy. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things too. When it comes to dinner time, is that while I often will try to make sure that there's a little of everything that someone will like, right? And so, like, if I make the mac and cheese that my one kid will eat, and she's not gonna eat anything else, like I'm gonna make her a sandwich with it. Or, you know, we're going to put the sides on that she'll eat. And that's the thing that I do a lot is that oftentimes at our dinner table, not everyone is eating the same thing Uh, because, Mm -hmm. well, you don't you don't like the carrots. So I'm going to put peppers on your plate. You don't like the broccoli. So you're going to get blueberries today. And it's kind of this plug Mm -hmm. and play of things that are easily accessible that that I just have on hand. And, you know, I do have privilege to have all of those things on hand. But right. When it comes to me cooking something that I know I want, I'm craving it, I want this, and no one else is going to want it, I'll just fix them something. I don't even ask them to try it half the time. Like, I'll, I'll ask if they want to try it, but I know what my mm-hmm. kids like, right? And it's in the same yeah. way that if someone came to my house and cooked fish and they said, okay, come to dinner, and I'd be like, I'm not eating that because right. I know I don't like it, you know? And I leave room for the preferences of my kids, mm-hmm. so... I also feel like it's really important to not make the prediction. So even if I think like, well, they're probably not going to like this. I've been known to say like, I don't think you're going to like it, but I do think you should try it anyway, because that takes that pressure off. I'm not going to go. I think you'll love it because then if they don't, they're like, mom doesn't get me at all. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. how you feel about it. Why don't you just try it? You tell me how you feel about it. I am begging. I'm begging. I see the timer ticking down. We're running out of time. I am begging you (laughs) with everything that's in me. And I'm going to provide some accounts that will back me up here in just a sec. Stop hiding vegetables in the food. Don't Stop hide hiding vegetables. You can incorporate them. I, I'm i yeah. making chili tonight. And in that chili will go an entire bag of frozen riced cauliflower. But my kids know it's there. Am I disguising the flavor of cauliflower by burying it in a pot of chili? Yes. Am I upping the vegetable and vitamin and mineral content of my chili by adding the cauliflower? Yes. Yes. It is easier to eat because it tastes like chili instead of cauliflower, but my kids know that there's cauliflower in mom's chili. My kids know that spaghetti is some noodle and some zucchini. And it's it's so important, especially if you have a picky eater, that they mm-hmm. know what they're going to eat. That consistency is so important yes. and that trust is important if you want to be able to get past that picky eating, if you want them to trust yep. you, to give them a food they might like. That gotcha moment is not worth it. It will not have the result you think. Yeah, and that's, I mean, one time, you know, I always make my my middle kids lunch and 
Mm-hmm. She eats peanut butter jelly sandwich. And I, I make it the same way every day. And one day I said to Jim, I said, well, can you make her sandwich? I was doing something else. And he said, yeah. And I watched him. I said, oh, you can't do it like that. She's not going to eat it. And he's like, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich wrong? And I said, <laughs> I promise you that you have to like, you have to do this thin layer to all the sides. And mm-hmm. then you pull across. And I said, here's the process. And he's like, it really can't be that big of a deal. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, bud, like it matters, yeah. right? It's that consistency. And you know, and and he kind of he he did it my way, but also like he used more than I would have, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't as thin of a layer as I would have. Yeah. And she goes to school. She gets home the next day. We're sitting at the dinner table, and she goes, "Mom, did you make my sandwich for lunch?" And I said, "No, Dad did." And she goes, "Yeah, I could tell. I only ate half of it because it wasn't right." <laughs> and he looked at me, and his jaw about hit the floor because for him he doesn't have that need for consistency. And like, so because I'm a lot like this kiddo, I understand it because like school is a Mm -hmm. lot. She's at school all day. And the one thing she can count on is that that sandwich is going to be exactly what she was expecting. And so it was one of those things. And and if you have a kid who is picky like this too, and you're like, just get over it, try to have like a little empathy because even if you don't have this Mm -hmm. experience, they might be having that experience and that consistency mm-hmm. can help with that food anxiety and help you broaden their diet. I mean, my kid has started, she eats eggs now, you know, it's, <laughs> you get there, you get there, you got to take your time, but you got to, you got to get there. <laughs> and that was our timer. All right. Before we, before we go and abandon this topic entirely, I have a few accounts that if you have a picky eater, if you're working on teaching your kids a really good relationship with their body and food they intake. And you're undoing your own 90s-based body shame. I recommend checking out. All of these are available on Instagram. Several of them are also on TikTok. Feeding Littles, absolutely brilliant account. Kids Eat in Color. One of my favorite things that she does is she will create these rainbow charts of if your kid won't eat broccoli, here's a thing that they probably will eat that has almost the same vitamin and mineral profile. So if your kid won't eat broccoli, try offering them red grapes. No, they're not the same color, but they carry a lot of, and I don't think broccoli and grapes are in the same thing, but she has that information. I don't. Right. Uh, right. And then kids nutritionist. This is a, a, a licensed nutritionist who specializes in pediatric nutrition. And I also will throw out there, Andy does healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. She makes a whole lot of great content where she kind of debunks a lot of the aggressive fear-mongering nutrition content you might see on social media. And she is a licensed nutritionist. And it's very much about like not demonizing food and how accessibility also matters when we're talking about nutrition. Uh, so I actually feel like this conversation is not complete. We're not going to do it again next week, but we do need to get an actual nutritionist in. You have mm-hmm. heard our parenting opinions, the things we're struggling with, the things we might be getting wrong. I think that we're going to have to ask a professional to join us on our next conversation about this, whenever that might yep. happen. <laughs> so if you have a nutritionist, especially one that focuses on kid eating, because kid eating is different than adult eating, please email us that name and maybe their socials to childproof at betches.com. Uh, so maybe we can reach out and do an episode with them. And be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram. She's Mama Cusses. I'm Tori Phantom. And make sure you're following at Betches Moms too. So you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Leave us a rating. We love hearing from you. 
Also, I wrote a book. You should pre-order that. From TikTok sensation, Gwena Lathland. Mama Cusses, a field guide to responsive parenting and trying not to be the reason your kids need therapy recommended by a therapist. That's a good thing. <laughs> also, remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.